What's up, podcast listeners, and welcome back to the Raw Biohacker Podcast. This is the podcast that gives you the most raw and up-to-date information on applied nutritional science. This is from Brain Cell to audience. Thank you for being with us today. thought I'd make this a short podcast, um, but we're going to be talking about liver health and foods and supplements you can eat uh, and take every single day that can help your liver function properly, and you can do this for the rest of your life. I'm just giving a few examples that if you're struggling with trying to find a good liver regimen to follow by, that this can be something that you may uh, benefit from and or may just enjoy in general. So I hope you guys like it. And it's going to be shortened to the point. And I hope you guys try out some of the recommendations I list here today. So let's get started. So... um. So liver liver health in general is an extremely complex topic. Uh, we, so we sometimes overlook the liver, but then we then when we only when we have problems with the liver is when we look at it. And we we tend to focus more on our brain, more on our like heart health, our gut health. But sometimes we overlook our liver and what it does, and it filters out a lot of toxins and internal and environmental to- uh, chemicals uh, every single day. Uh, you know, filters out the blood. It induces bile, and there's a couple of phases called phase one and phase two detoxification. That is an incredibly complex system, and we're not going to get into that today. Just know that these systems rely heavily on a lot of um, micro and macro foods that we tend to be miss tend to miss throughout the day. So vegetable fiber, we're going to start there. Um, veggies are obviously the only thing that have fiber. Meat doesn't have fiber in it. Uh, and obviously the fiber is the outer coat of the vegetable. It's easier for the body to break down. Um, cellulose is the typically the, 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 the complex sugar that induces the fiber content inside of the, inside of the plant and cellulase, uh, is secreted in the body when you eat veggies to break down the cell wall, to get to the fiber, to get to the, the main component of the plant. But it's still easier to break down than eating a lot of meat. But you need a lot of good sources of of complex carbs, but also complex fibers, as I like to call them. Your complex fibers are going to come from your cruciferous vegetables, uh, like your broccoli, your cauliflower, your cabbage, and stuff like that. Um, but the cool thing about vegetable fiber is that uh, vegetable fiber foods help absorb bile and release it out of the body. So bile is an important component at emulsifying fats uh, and absorbing fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A, vitamin D3, etc. But it's also highly effective at absorbing toxins. One of its main jobs is to absorb toxins. And then it's stored in the gallbladder, and the gallbladder will sit there and churn it, or you know, it's churned with a C, and it, or you can say turned. It'll just turn and turn and turn it and turn it and turn it. Uh, and... What happens here is that a low fiber diet causes the toxins that were processed in the liver, then stored in the gallbladder, it causes it to be reabsorbed back in the body without a high fiber diet, and that's extremely energy. That's a, a, that's energy havoc on the body due to the fact that it really takes a lot of energy to break down toxins. Now your body has to go through a whole entire day of filtering the same toxins over and over again. Give your liver a break. Eat good sources of soluble fiber and soluble fiber. Again, going back to your veg- vegetable fibers, you can do prebiotic fibers such as inulin fiber, so you can feed your, feed the microflora in your gut. You can do acacia fiber, acacia gum. 
and you go cacao powder uh, fiber you can do um, complex if you mix brown rice with a, a psyllium husk supplement um, it slowly digests the starches gives you a nice steady flow of b vitamins but also the psyllium husk is great at providing like a mucus uh, like um, a fiber a thick mucilage uh, fiber effect that coats the entire internal system of the small intestine and helps absorb nutrients, but also help absorb bile to excrete out of the body as well. So uh, something to keep in mind that if you don't want to get your fiber from a lot of veggies, you can supplement with fiber and there's nothing wrong with psyllium husk. If you're going to supplement psyllium husk, don't take your minerals with it. And the reason being for this is that psyllium husk, again, going back to the mucilage type thickness to it, it will deplete you of your minerals if you take them at the same time. So just make sure if you take your fiber in the morning, take your minerals maybe a half hour to an hour later. Um, especially it'll deplete things like your electrolytes and zinc. So just don't take it together, but take it throughout the day at separate times. Next up, you can get into potassium-rich foods, your seafoods, your you know, uh, you know, avocado, cantaloupe, banana, and stuff like that. And you can take a potassium supplement, typically a, uh, an ocean source liquid that's uh, a lot of potassium supplements nowadays are 99 milligrams. That's still re really, really low. If you do your you know, research on potassium, your body needs around two to three grams a day just for the overall functioning of it. So your body has to try to get it from the food sources. And if there's a depletion of it, um, you know, you can store water and you can bloat it just puts actually a load on your liver as well because uh, it can't filter out toxins properly because your body needs a lot of water. Instead of using that water, it's storing it. So you, you can consume foods called the bitter foods. So there's a bitter herbs. There's a couple of bitter herb supplements you can take by like just spraying the bitter herbs a liquid in your mouth prior to eating. It'll stimulate the gastric juices in the stomach, in the liver, the pancreas, the gallbladder, etc. Or you can eat things like artichoke, beets, radishes, arugula, um, dandelion greens, things like turmeric, turmeric is also good at inducing bile as well. So cool thing about the bitter foods is that not only does it stimulate bile, it stimulates the gastric juices to break down proteins, carbs, and, um, uh, fats. Eat a lot of chlorophyll rich foods throughout the day. A lot your green plants store what's known as chlorophyll. It's the blood of the plant. It's what, help it's what helps induce the, the process of photosynthesis and allows the food to convert their energy and their food from uh, the sun. Uh, you can do enzyme-rich foods like uh, fermented yogurt, good sources of kefir. You can do goat milk. Um, it's, it's a lot healthier than regular milk. Yeah, and try and look, a lot of milk nowadays is pasteurized. So just try and if you can't find a pasture, an unpasteurized goat milk, which you probably won't, uh, then get pasteurized. Just keep worried that if you're going to get a goat milk kefir and if it's pasteurized, if they pasteurize the milk prior to fermenting it, then you may, they may have killed off all the good beneficial probiotics inside of it. So just make sure you do your research on the, the company who makes a, a good goat milk kefir and or kefir in general, uh, induce things like uh, sulfur rich foods. So your again, your garlic, your onions, which are also prebiotics to the microflora in the, in the small intestine. But also uh, helps with the breakdown of toxins in the liver, and then you got your cruciferous vegetables, which have a compound called indenol three carbonyl, 
and also DIM, which is methane. These things help break down uh, or protect your body in general from array of different levels of chemicals. Also, the proper metabolism of, uh, of estrogen, especially with males trying to boost testosterone. Uh, you want estrogen to stay low. Estrogen is a dominant hormone. It will overlap testosterone. And when you raise testosterone, you raise estrogen as well in most individuals and actually in the process in general. So to mainly the compound methane, which is DIM, a lot of uh, men who take testosterone supplements know that DIM is in a lot of testosterone products. It's to inhibit estrogen from dominating testosterone. This is important for the liver as well because the complex uh, or the, the influx of these two hormones competing with each other can put a lot of energy, um, uh, put a high energy demand on the liver because breakdown of estrogen uh, could inflame the liver as well. So you can go to vegetable protein sources. Um, for overall liver health. And I'm not saying don't eat meat. I'm saying include a lot of things as well because in order, I think I mentioned it, but in order for meat to be processed properly, it needs the fiber to push it through. And there's a term called perist- uh, peristalsis, or if you can call it peristalsis or peristalsis, uh, either way, it's going to sound the same. Uh, but peristalsis is the wave-like motion of the intestines to help move minerals and food, water, and especially um bile and feces through it there's a lot of things that, that help this process but if you eat a lot of food if you eat foods that higher in magnesium like cacao which is one of the richest sources you get your nutritional yeast or just sprouted foods like broccoli sprouts you can go to the farmer's market get your sprouts um the ma- magnesium is the main mineral that helps induce this process of uh, peristalsis so this is really important to help maintain a you know not only a healthy liver but Healthy small intestine, healthy large intestine, which is your bowel. Um, so the liver is highly dependent on the, on the oxygen that you breathe. So good diaphragmic breathing. Oh, you can do box breathing, which is, uh, and there's also forms, other forms of breathing. Where you just hold, breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, hold for four seconds. Um, that's a modified form of box breathing. But just breathe diaphragmically. Yeah, I'm not even sure diaphragmically is a word, but it sounds cool. So we're sticking with it. Just breathe throughout the day because inadequate breathing not only just inhibits your lymphatic system from processing certain types of fats and toxins and, and, a, and a breakdown of lymph fluid, but it inhibits the entire cardiovascular system and inhibits brain function as well. So breathing, uh, the only thing you're going to get from diaphragmic breathing is a benefit. There's no negative sides to breathing properly. It's so one of the only things that you can do for, for long periods of time with no side effects because you need to breathe and we are most likely breathing improperly. So pay attention to your breathing throughout the day. And if you start to get a little dizzy after breathing properly, you know you've been breathing improperly. Happens to me a lot. I'll notice my breathing has been shallow and then I start to breathe out of my belly and breathe back in. And I do that a couple times, you get a little dizzy. And that, that means it's, it's trying to balance out the equilibrium of oxygen to CO2 or carbon dioxide. And that's how you know you've been breathing improperly for a little bit. So something to keep in mind on that. Um, foods that gently cleanse the liver. You can do Pau Arco tea, which is great for candida as well. Supplementing with Pau Arco is something to include in your daily regimen. It's really good for the anti-inflammation of of the gut restoring the guts permeability of the of the gut brain or the gut the gut barrier uh preventing you know heals up the lining of the gut uh, and you get the point 
It's good for it's good for the gut. It's good for your brain. It's good for the blood. Uh, you can do dandelion root. It's a nice gentle diuretic. puts a lot of le- lot of str- uh, uh, puts less strain on the liver to break down a lot of water soluble based toxins. Even though it has to be go through the liver, if you if you're dehydrated, it has to be excreted another way. So with the with the inclusion of six to eight glasses or a gallon of water a day, specifically mineral water. Uh, you take a nice dandelion root tea for about f- um, about a month. If you, you can do a dandelion supplement, typically you can do it one or two days. Just something to naturally filter out the kidneys and filter out the liver and induces bile, which dandelion does. Um, you can take a good probiotic. Good probiotic with fructooligosaccharides or FOS. Uh, your fructooligosaccharides are coming from your garlic, your on- onions, your artichokes, your lemons, um, foods like that. And I mentioned a couple of those foods and the foods that you can eat previously. So great for the liver. You can do barberry tea, which not too many people are commonly uh, um, profound uh, finding because I have I, I still have a tr- tough time finding barberry tea. But it's out there. Uh, it's good for liver cleansing, gl- flushing in general. Alpha-lipoic acid or ALA. You'll see it and a lot of your, if you go into a lot of supplement stores, you'll see it next to the chromium, uh, picoline or your cinnamons and stuff like that. It's great at balancing out blood sugar, but it's one of the most powerful detoxers on the planet, especially at protecting the liver from a lot of chemical toxins. So look at alpha-lipoic acid, typically around 300 to 600 milligrams daily. Test your body. Always test small doses before you start taking it, especially a 600 milligram dose, which is decent in most supplements, but... Um, always take half to see how your body reacts to it. Um, SAMe, which is s or adenosyl methionine, uh, also uh, typically it's good for joint health, brain health, but also liver health, and it stabilizes your mood because it helps balance out uh, your, the neurotransmitters, serotonin. So SAMe is a great supplement, 400 to 800 milligrams on that one. Uh, lower your intake of alcohol, lower your intake. Uh, if you use nicotine products, you know, if you smoke cigarettes, just keep into account that y- you can detox all you want, but the more you, if you, if you use these types of stimulants, such as alcohol, high levels of caffeine and inorganic forms. And when I say inorganic forms, I'm talking about like your energy drinks, not coffee, but coffee, caffeine can still wreak havoc on the liver. I'm just talking about like added caffeine sources and energy drinks. It's not healthy at all. Uh, and it just causes high blood pressure and your heart to race and it depletes you of minerals. It's just, you might as well just drink coffee, good sources of coffee to get your caffeine at that point. Um, but add a good B complex to help process this as well. So again, I've talked about B complex a lot, but the importance of them is highly overlooked. We don't look at our B complex enough. And when we do take them, we don't take enough of them. Specifically, if you're trying to treat a lot of digestive problems, um, brain fatigue, whatever, then you should probably take B-complex in small doses about three times a day. And a good, if you're looking at the B12 inside the B-complex, just know if you're taking a liquid, it's going to be cyanocobalamin. If you're taking a powder or a capsule, it could be cyanocobalamin, but it's typically going to be methylcobalamin. Methylcobalamin, which is the more absorbable form of, of B12, is highly unstable in a liquid form, so you'll see cyanocobalamin inside your B12s. If you're ever curious, you can go look on the back of a liquid B-complex. You'll never see a methylcobalamin on there. Um, 
So I highly suggest a good B complex, typically a total of 100 milligrams daily, if it's not already included into your daily supplement. Good lipotropic nutrients, which are going to help prevent the liver from accumulating fat deposits or lipid deposits. Uh, and this also helps balance out your hormones too. So choline or acetyl alcohol, um, excuse me, uh, uh, phosphatidylcholine or phosphatidylserine choline sources. You can get that from eggs. Great sources, uh, also great, excuse me, great inducers of breaking down fat and protecting the liver from fat accumulation, using that fat as energy, especially if it's mixed with acetyl-L-carnitine. Uh, Acetyl-L-carnitine uses these fats, allows the mitochondria in each cell to metabolize these fats and use them as energy rather than storming the body, storming the liver, and also prevents a lot of it from uh, sticking into the blood uh, and and just in general uh, causing thick blood. Uh, good source of whey protein is highly important. Now look at your whey protein, guys. Uh, some a lot of whey protein is uh, soaked in water, then dehydrated. And a lot of companies will then typically use less of it. Um, a lot of your expensive, undenatured proteins of whey is where you want to stick with. It's going to have more of the immunoglobins and your colostrum-based substances with the undenatured version because it's the rawest form. It's the most purest form. Um, and honestly, I have my I have my whey protein supplement right here. It's called Biochem 100% whey protein. It's an all-natural whey protein isolate, which is 99% undenatured. And if you look on the back of it, it's going to have full typical amino acid complex. Always look for again for tryptophan. If, if it says it's a complete amino, but it doesn't have tryptophan, it's not a complete amino. It's not a complete protein. But then it's also going to have high levels of lactoferrin, uh, the immunoglobins I mentioned, and typically your BCAs are extremely dense in undenatured protein. So just keep in mind a lot of uh, your body's needs and a lot of your growth hormone properties can come from good sources of whey protein. So look into that. Good omega-3 flax oil, chia seed oil. You can do algae oil um, or try to get up to you know good cod liver oil or just fish oil in general. You can process the liquid or process the capsules. Try to get up to at least one or two grams daily and make sure your DHA is over 800 milligrams and your EPA is at least over 1,000 milligrams. Look at uh, prickly herbs. Uh, I call them prickly herbs. I think it's fun fun to call these guys, but um, you know, milk thistle, you ever look at the plant, it's a prickly herb. <laughs> um, artichoke, it's prickly. But, um, and so is burdock, by the way. But milk thistle is good at protecting the liver from a chemical overload protects it from drug residue drug toxins in general so consuming them a good milk thistle supplement throughout the day is excellent for overall liver health mixing that with good sources of curcumin which help induce bile and um mixing that with, again with the dandelion root tea you can do a dandelion supplement but also artichoke which helps produce bile and release toxins out of the liver so we can go to now our bitter herbs. I mentioned these on the beginning of the podcast. We're going to touch up on them one more time, just so I can give the audience a general recommendation on your bitter herbs. Your bitter herbs can include dandelion, turmeric. Um, uh, let's see, 
trying to remember. There's a good supplement that I had that had a good blend of bitters. And there was orange peel in it. There was fennel. And there was also Oregon grapefruit and yellow dock. So these filter the blood, but also help filter and filter out the blood that goes through the, the liver specifically and also helps induce the gastric juices I mentioned earlier. So again, right before you eat, spray a little, spray two or three. I do five. I always do the excess of, of certain some of these supplements uh, just because my body's used to it. Uh, prior to a meal, and you'll be surprised at how well you can absorb that meal. Also, chew your food. We're so... First of all, we like food that tastes good, and we're not going to eat a lot of food that's bitter. So a lot of food that tastes good, which is high in sugar and high in refined carbs, we tend and we also chew that faster because we're we're so excited to have the induced sugar effect, dopamine's flowing through our brain that we want to chew it as fast as we can, and and then we and then we swallow it from there. Problem with that is is the amylase enzyme inside your saliva helps break down complex carbs and sugars into easy monomer units that your body can now absorb and use as energy. So you want to make sure that process is smooth. Don't just, oh, by the way, it takes a load off your, your stomach as well, because the hydrochloric acid will then have to um, compensate for the lack of chewing. And that can cause indigestion, especially protein metabolism, insufficiency. So just keep in mind, chew your food, uh, slow down. Um, and, you know, like certain types of like nuts, like, pumpkin seeds and almonds and meat they require a lot of chewing so pay attention to that if they require a lot of chewing imagine if you don't chew them properly and what your body has to do to break them down so something to keep in mind so again we're about wrapping up guys um we're going to touch on uh, liver vitality so a good reshear maitake uh, mushroom supplement which is highly recommended um i know it's a huge difference in uh, just how my body feels based off taking these two mushrooms. You do cat's claw extract, which is good at uh, de-inflammatizing the small intestine as well. Also the large intestine, also inducing uh, T lymphocyte counts as well. So it's a good immune booster. Um, go- look at good royal jelly sources. So again, going back a couple podcasts, that royal jelly is really high in pantothenic acid, which is a stress hormone, anti-stress hormone. But the vitality of the liver is dependent on the certain enzymes that are only found in royal jelly, and it can help break down a lot of compounds and absorb fat-soluble vitamins. Royal, again, royal jelly is expensive. You can get the YS Eco Farms mixed with the honey blend, and the honey stabilizes the royal jelly, so its purity and potency doesn't get um, denatured by the consistent opening of the product, and that's what oxygen does. It'll continue to denature it. If you get pure royal jelly, then you'll start to see, or you won't actually see it, but the science has already been proven that the oxygen can oxidize a lot of the nutrients. So you want to keep the product as close as possible. But if it's mixed with honey, you're better off. And it's a lot cheaper with mixed honey as well. So something to keep in mind, you don't have to get the pure source. Uh, you can do vitamin C, 500 milligrams uh, every hour for a cleansing stage or just general like three grams a day and spread out to one, one gram for morning, evening, and night. Um, I touched on, so let's do N-acetylcysteine or NAC. Uh, typically you do a 600 milligram dose here, which is a lot of supplements have 600 milligrams. Um, this helps boost high levels of glutathione, which are important for overall liver health. You can also take glutathione with vitamin C, which enhances the effect. Um, 
and alpha-lipoic acid, as mentioned. Uh, again, the most powerful liver detoxer on the planet is alpha-lipoic acid. So uh, start small doses, and you can mix that with glutathione as well. Some of these supplements are really expensive. So start out with alpha-lipoic acid and then do natural sources of vitamin C, like Camu Camu, which is the richest source on the planet, and try and see how your body works with that. So a couple more that I wanted to touch on that I think are really important for overall liver health. Look at your proanthocyanidins. Proanthocyanidins is how you say that. Like your pycnogenols and your grapeseed extracts. Uh, pycnogenol is great at protecting the blood-brain barrier. It's also great at, it passes through it really, really easily. It goes and helps protect the brain cells, but also, it also helps protect the liver cells. And if you have a mucus problem in your lungs, it's also good at uh, breaking up the mucus deposits inside the lungs as well. You can mix that with grapeseed extract. And both of these are great at inducing histamine, or excuse, not inducing, reducing histamine and potentially causing like, uh, you know, histamine intolerance where your body just produces too much of it and you just, you, you, you're, you get highly sensitive to even small amounts of food you didn't get highly sensitive to in the past. Uh, pycnogenol and grapeseed extract help with this process. Uh, and then make sure you're taking a dense mineral supplement. Um, I, again, I can't I can't stress on how important magnesium, calcium, uh, chloride, sodium, and um, selenium are to liver health. So something to keep in mind when you guys are shopping that if you guys are going to be drinking your gallon of water a day, throw some minerals in it and eat a good dense, um, uh, amount of vegetable fibers throughout the day. Uh, throw on a little bit of turmeric and spices like thyme and rosemary on there. Uh, if you can get pycnogenol grapeseed extract, uh, supplement with that at least two to three times a day. Uh, take a little vitamin C with your, with your B complex and take your bitters with your food and you start to notice uh, it's a good step to start and start helping out your liver so um that's all i got for you guys today i want to make it super short and i hope you guys enjoyed and um next podcast i still have not i still haven't figured out what my next podcast is gonna be but uh if you guys have any recommendations for me uh throw that out there that'd be great but I have a list to go off of and uh, hope you guys like the next one. I hope you guys like this one. And this is the Raw Biohacker Podcast. This is the podcast that gives you most raw and up-to-date information on applied nutritional science. This is from Brain Cell to Audience. Thank you for being with us today, guys.